It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It is time for Takes on Takes. You know the drill. You supply the takes. We give you a take on your take today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Joseph, happy Victory Monday to all Philadelphia Eagles fans from last night's game, Monday Night Football. So technically Victory Sunday, but Victory Monday is kind of the deal, right? So you call it Victory Monday. I don't know. I think it's technically Victory Tuesday. Yes, but the concept is a victory Monday that has then just been amended to a different day of the week. So, oh, okay. you know, the same vibes. Yeah. Um, go birds. No. Why not? You don't. You don't want to have to play the the Eagles next week, coming off a loss to the Chiefs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I understand that. Yes, I would agree. I was rooting for the Eagles to win that game. Yes. Yeah, right. So go yeah. birds. Yeah, go birds. But I also, also was rooting for the Philadelphia Eagles, and not just because. The show picked them against the spread last Thursday, and because both you and I picked them and pick them. Because when the Dolphins beat the Jets on Friday, for a moment in time, the Dolphins will be the one seed in the AFC. It'll be fast track back to last year when the Dolphins were eight and three and momentarily the one seed in the AFC. Oh yes. wow! His- let's let's just repeat history. Let's do the whole I thing. Would prefer again. not to. I, know, I, totally I, 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 I would very much I, prefer not to. I, oh, so I, uh, you mean a um, eliminator game in Week 18 that you win at home? You'd like yeah, to do that instead? I'll- no, no, not that part of history. <laughs> not that part. Man, wouldn't that be something? What was that, 56 to 20 or something? 56 to – what was the score? I was talking about last year when the Dolphins won 11 to 6 and beat oh, the Jets. Oh, I thought you were talking about the – Nope. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I promise right. you I was not referring to that one, 2020. Okay. I thought you were, like reversing history, right? But no, 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 no. No. All right, let's anyway, let, let's get to the takes. It's getting bad here. Uh, Tony, Tony coming in with some heat. Um. CJ Stroud should be the favorite for NFL MVP. What he has done with a below average roster has been more impressive than any other player thus far this season. Kyle, let me give you the fan duel odds right now. I'm sure he's the, in the top five. I know Jalen Hurts. No, he's not at all. CJ Stroud's not super not in the top reactive. Six. Jalen Hurts is now the favorite because they won a game last night in which he had 150 passing yards. Jalen Hurts is one. Lamar Jackson is two. Patrick Mahomes is three. Tua is four, Dak is five, Brock Purdy is tied for fifth with same same odds as, as Dak plus fifteen hundred. Who's, who's the most surprising name in that group? The most surprising? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, not Jackson or Mahomes. Not Hurts. Dak. I mean, Dak. Dak has been on an absolute tear the last month. No, um, I think I think the most surprising name might be Tua, just because statistically, I think he's been MVP caliber for a while now. But like the longevity, right? He's been healthy all year, and that's kind of yeah. taken him out of the conversation. Um, and so maybe maybe that's the element that's I don't know. I hate to say it's the most surprising, but like. I think it's good that he's been able to stay healthy. That allows the production to sustain itself so he can have the volume to be in the, in the race. It's fair. But to see the point, the question here is CJ Stroud should be the favorite. I would disagree with that. Yeah. I don't think he should be the favorite. Houston you think right he should be really... higher than one of these team, one of these players. Yes. Who you bump it? Who pumps out of this top six to put him in? Probably Mahomes. What's so good about Mahomes? 18, 18 touchdowns this year, like 11 turnovers. Probably like a bat, like a like a legit, objectively like mediocre at best offense. I'll tell you who the MVP is Taylor Swift because of how different Travis Kelsey is when she's in the building. I've never seen Taylor Taylor Swift catch a pass, make a block, but I've yeah. seen what Travis Kelsey looks yeah. like when when Taylor it, Swift's in the building and not. Is this the year that we talk about a non quarterback like Miles Garrett, like Tyreek Hill? Like, is that is that a thing? Where are we willing to go there? You know, I'm not. I'm not willing to go there, but if, if there was ever a year for it to be the case in the modern iteration of the game, this feels like the year. I think here's the most important layer of this entire conversation. It's always fun to talk about the next six, seven games is going to define it, right? Like this could be flipped upside down in so many different ways. So like we have checkpoints, but the reality is this book will write itself over the final stretch here. Right. Philip, uh, Philip with a comment and then uh, a take. The comment is pretty funny. He said, for the Panthers, Levy Grail, you guys should just play live music the entire time. <laughs> I get it because they never brought that thing to yeah. Charlotte. Yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun show. Uh, Philip does go on to say before Christmas, that's December 25th every year, Kyle. One of those one of those yeah, holidays, I, the same day. Not a math guy, but I knew that one. That's and uh, February 14th is always Valentine's Day. New Year's Day is always the first. Fourth of July is always the fourth. All right. I got to move on here. There will be three more coaches let go when he names names. Brandon Staley, Frank Reich, Ron Rivera. And he says Rivera will never get another chance at back to back winning seasons. So by Christmas, do we see Staley, Reich and Rivera all canned? Hi. What's the point in firing Frank Reich? in season like um, you're already you're already done well i i guess this would be the case is you get a look at a gyro avero potentially as your interim right they have do Staley, they have mccown they have thomas brown like they have candidates right like mm-hmm. do, is that your chance to get a look at one of them for a little sample size staley i think happens like their yeah. margin for error is now zero they're, yeah, they're not. They're, dude, they're not. It's not going to happen for the Chargers. Right. right. Rivera? Sure, right? You give EB a little look, right? Yeah, Isn't that think, kind of I the logical that's, that's look the, there? The most logical of setting up for like a retaining an, an interim that you mentioned with like the Carolina stuff. Like, I think this is a, a much more logical iteration of that. I would I would fade the take, though. Well, there's a path for all three, but I think it's probably unlikely that we have four coaches 
inspired by Christmas, especially when the season goes a little bit late this year, right? It's like week 18 is ended I, January. I think the, the process was good, but we have too much dip on our chip. Oh, man. Well, hopefully you as, have a Zach's as a mighty, fellow, fellow Zach's Zach mighty tortilla mighty chips. Yeah, that'll they can handle it. Yeah. As in Joe Marino, I, I know you appreciated yeah. that reference quite a bit. Juggling Dave brings up something that um, I'm juggling oddly Dave. passionate about. Yeah. Ready for this? Juggling. I think people could be mad at me for what I'm about to say. Juggling Dave says there is no need for the broadcast to replay injuries multiple times and in slow motion. Once is enough. I want to go first here, Kyle. I disagree with this. And I know that there's nothing fun or satisfying about watching a player get injured, right? I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, that's something that I take pleasure in. But as somebody who I I like to call myself a student of the game, I study the league, I love this. I want to know what the mechanism of injury is and what leads to these things happening. Like, I'm very curious uh, of that type of stuff. And it's not because I enjoy watching ACLs get shredded or Achilles pop. I want to see it. I want to know what happened. I want to see the mechanism of injury. And I want to learn about this type of stuff. So um, I'm I'm good with that. I like I want to see it. And I I know that might be. Uh, controversial. I know that there's a lot of Twitter energy out there for don't show the replay. No, I want to see it because I want to learn and I want to know mechanism of injuries. I also think you are not the typical fan. And probably if you were to gauge the typical fan and not, I work in the industry and I'm very, you somehow only managed to capture like, 40% 40% of your brother David's curiosity, but that still makes you like a top 10 most curious person that I've ever met. Oh, my brother David's on another planet. Correct. But you are also in on the big board at the top of the first round. You think I'm a curious person? Yes, I do think you're a curious person. You just called yourself a curious person. So that combined with you're working in the space, I think probably doesn't make you an I, because I, I generally... I'm inclined to agree with you as far as like, what was the angle of the tackle? Where else could he have possibly challenged? Uh, How did he plant his foot? Did he, you know, what built up to this? Was this kind of unavoidable? We're not the typical fan and I recognize that lens, but if you showed it to me twice or three times, you know, I'd probably check the boxes that my curiosity would want to check as well. I don't need to see it 50 times and I don't need to see everybody post it for impressions on social media. I think that part is yeah, like, it's chasing impressions cool. on social media. Yeah. Not cool. Like not, not yeah, down with that, but I want to learn. I want to learn. All right. We got a bunch of fun stuff to get here uh, to here, including some, some coaching takes that are really, really interesting. So stick with us, but look, maybe you want to go to a game down the stretch here, go to game time. It is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They've got killer deals on, Last-minute tickets, they have all-in prices, so that's cool. You load up the app, it'll show you the price, and that's the price you'll pay. You don't see the price and then find out there's $8 million more in processing fees. They give you a view from your seat, which is cool. You know what you're getting into, and a best price guarantee. Simply put, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The app is awesome, super easy to navigate, and they also send the tickets right to your phone, and you don't have to dig through emails to find them. So snag the tickets. Without the stress with Game Time, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year can be challenging for some people, and it's natural to feel some sadness or even anxiety about it. But look, adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. 
and therapy can be a bright spot for you amid all the stress and change, something you can look forward to to make you feel grounded and give you the tools necessary to manage everything that is going on. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It even empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. That'll get you matched with a licensed therapist. And then even at any point in time, if you need to switch therapists, you can do so for no additional charge. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash on. By the way, also, happy Hard Knocks Returns Day to you. Uh, Dolphins, Hard Knocks. Yep. Yes. As far uh, as they go, which I think is an interesting layer. As far as they go. So all, all the way to February, right? You better shut your mouth. You know, I'm getting, brother. I, I cannot reconcile the possibility of that ever happening. You know my tactic this year. I am leaning into it as hard as I possibly can. Why not? Why not Please us, continue. Kyle? Why not us, right? Please continue. Ryan says, and look, these next two takes, you got to be careful because you might get twisted up. So be careful. So I'll give you a little warning. Ryan says, take Ben Johnson. You heard of this guy, Detroit Lions, offensive yep. coordinator. Yep. And Justin Herbert have a chance to be the best quarterback and coach duo in the league behind Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. It would be very fun to see Justin Herbert and Ben Johnson together. Think about Jared Goff what he does well you know, Justin Herbert, their differences, what else that could potentially unlock as far as vertical passing game. Although I do think Jared, they, they don't necessarily have the consistent weapons to execute that at a super high level down the field with the down the field passing game. But I don't know. I, we it's spent, intriguing, right? It's intriguing. It's, it's super intriguing, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm con- contemplating whether or not I want to get on a soapbox about like, the state of play in the NFL or not defensively and what that facilitates for opposing quarterbacks. And I don't think I'm going to now's not the time. I have some thoughts on that. It's a good tease. I'll just say, give me the other take before I put my foot in my mouth. Oh, that I have takes on that as well. So maybe we'll have to do that at some point. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I mean, it's pro- probably good to have two and or not, or Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle and yards after catch possibilities to, uh, counteract some of the way that these defenses are playing, right? You need speed and yards after catch. I think that's where you get your explosive plays. It's not just launching the ball down the field. So, um, okay. So you said that, and Drew would like to say this, Brandon Staley's replacement should be Bill Belichick or Brian Flores instead of an offensive minded head coach with Herbert, uh, bringing with Herbert being a pretty scheme independent quarterback. It's a must to improve the defense if they want to be an AFC contender. So, Whichever one of those two candidates can secure Josh McDaniels as the offensive coordinator. Okay. But here's the problem. Boys off the same coaching tree and Josh McDaniels is the only branch on the offensive side of the ball for 20 years. They they don't got a little black book. I don't know. Brian made a stop in Pittsburgh last year. So maybe he could hire Matt Canada. Now that he's out there on uh, the market, come on now to be his offensive coordinator. Dude. I watched Brian Flores sit there and scrap together. Charlie Fry, Eric Studisville, and George Gotzi as play callers in a season. All three of them at one point called. Yeah, play. it's going to be critical. If, if Flores gets another chance, he's got to nail the OC hire, and he's got to come yeah. into that interview saying, this is the guy that I have ready to do it. So 
yeah, I'm, I'm generally fading that right now because his exposures were Pittsburgh last year. And now he's in Minnesota, which they're doing a nice job. But Kevin O'Connell, like you're not bringing Kevin O'Connell with you. Do this. Look at it like this. Let's detach ourselves from Belichick and Flores and all of that. I think the spirit of what he's trying to communicate is that Justin Herbert is a is not a scheme dependent quarterback and that they have to fix a defense. And so the spirit of what they're trying to say here is they should hire a defensive minded coach. I was told that that's the stupidest thing you can do in this era of football and that if you want to have sustained quarterback play, you have to not have an offensive play caller as your head coach. Well, it depends on how much you think Justin Herbert actually is a scheme transcendent quarterback or not. Do you, do you believe that to be true? Yeah. Th- then you should probably be okay with the idea of it. It's the same I generally reason, am. Why, I same generally reason am. why it's it's worked in Buffalo with Josh Allen, right? Has it? Yeah, generally speaking. Generally speaking, right. I, I just yeah, want the same, has it. Where same, you want same energy. I want the same energy for D'Amico Ryans. I want the same energy for Jonathan Gannon. I want, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't – I don't think there's congruency in the way people but look at this. I, I agree, and we'll see with, with C.J. Stroud. But Jonathan Gannon, Kyler Murray's not on that plane. We'll see what C.J. Stroud becomes. Do you think back to this Chargers coaching search? And we remember we just it was a shoe-in that it was going to be Brian Dayball and because Telesco and Dayball were like local friends or whatever, and like this was the way it was going to be. And then they hired Staley. Was that like a a, a crossroads decision, like a a huge moment in the the trajectory of the, of the Chargers? Like, would it be different if they had Dayball? That's a it, that's a wormhole. I'm not mentally prepared to go down. Dayball, Dayball, and Wink. Right. That's what. That's your situation instead of Brandon Staley and the adventure. I can play from... with that. That personnel would be exponentially better off playing with Wink. If if they made all the same personnel, the hundred million percent, play with Wink. With the, I I would say the offense would be better with Dayball as opposed to the. If, the if you made every if every yeah. if you won every game. And lost every game the same for what? Probably the first two years that they were there. Yeah. Just to account for like how big the the web is woven outside of that for all the things that change. If your record's different and how you spend and what's your position in draft and so on and so forth. Yeah. If you took Brian Dable and Wink Martindale and put them on this year's and last year's Chargers rosters, they'd be exponentially better. Here's another one along the same lines from Michael. At least one of the following will get a second chance to be a head coach this offseason. Brian Flores, Dan Quinn, Vic Fangio. One of those three head coaches in 2024. I'll say yes. More than one? I still think it's too soon for Brian. I still think he's still too soon removed from the the era in Miami. Um, Dan's been knocking on the door for a bit now. Right. I think Dan's the one that's a shoe in. I, I would agree. Yeah, and I don't know, like, how old's Vic? Pretty old. He's getting paid a a mint to be the right. he's, DC. He's and the he's... highest paid defensive coordinator <laughs> in football. Yeah, I might I might just chill down there, right? <laughs> with, with, that, with with the the collection of talent that they have as well. You would think I had coaching jobs are rare. Like he might want to, I mean, you can see him wanting to have another shot at it. We'll see. I I think one of them, the question was, will one, I think one will. Yes, I agree. 
Here's a fascinating one from Corey that I kind of like. He says each NFL team should play eight home games, eight away games, and one neutral site game at either an inter- international site or a college stadium in between the two teams. It will help states and cities with no NFL teams see their favorite NFL team. I kind of dig it. I think it's a little unfair that that you have situations, not only one side of the league, AFC, NFC, has a disproportionate amount of home games, right, nine versus eight, but then when you have nine, it's, it's often stripped away from you to go play somewhere else, right? The, the Chiefs lost a home game this year. The Bills lost a home game this year. Um, I'm sure the Bills would have loved to play Jacksonville in Orchard Park as opposed to London, right? I, I think that's that's not cool. And so I don't know that I love it being between two cities. Just put it somewhere in America. Like, let's play Bills and Jaguars in Nebraska. Wouldn't that be cool? Like, they would never get that opportunity. Um, so I agree. I like the idea of 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. You wanna... I think it's probably a more equitable solution than what the current solution is where, like, AFC gets the extra home game this year, right? Yep, unless you're the Bills or the Chiefs. So, as an example, Miami had nine home games, six true road games, and a neutral site game. Or seven, nine, seven, and one. So they had two extra true home games than they had true road games this year. I think I think this is good. Do you like the idea of, like, the just random cities type no. thing? You know? No. Don't no. you think? I mean, Nebraska or, like, I keep going Nebraska. You, yeah, you want to send an NFL Iowa into Iowa. Yeah, man. Let's like go. Phoenix Stadium. Sure. I'm for it, man. I'm for, like, cities that aren't L.A. and Chicago and Dallas and New York and those markets getting all the stuff. Yeah, I'm for it. So fly over states, baby. All right, we got more fun stuff to get to here in just a moment. But look, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So you've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a ton of different things that you can bet on, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I actually won this week on my player prop i only had one this week but it was taking the under on zach wilson passing yards they had it at 206 and a half i smashed the under uh, i think he had like 90 passing yards so that worked out uh so maybe you can find tim boyle's line and smash the under this week for the friday game uh so visit fanduel.com uh slash locked on and enjoy this nfl season fanduel official partner of the nfl if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. More takes. More takes. We demand more takes. Bub. Bub says this. (laughs) Thanksgiving football is the only time games should be played on a holiday and a shout-out to all the Draft Dudes listeners who will be arguing with their uncle this holiday season. You know about that, man. Yeah. You know, they know you're the football guy. They try to talk about it with you, and it's like the last thing you want to do is discuss it with their casual takes. I don't want to say anything incriminating about my experiences with that. 
Are they listening, Kyle? They might be. Somebody no might be. There's Somebody no might be my people on are. Thursday. On Thursday, you know, they're gonna come up. Oh, they're all prepped. Wanted to yeah. have the chat to yeah, listen to your podcast waiting all season. <laughs> get you alone for thirty minutes at the <sighs> kitchen table or at the kitchen table and grill you on this, that, and the other thing. And then, you, and then you give your perspective, and then they vehemently disagree with you, and they want to tell you why. Yeah, it's like I don't, it's want, like, okay. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. Right, right. No, thank I don't you. Want this? No, thank you. Let's just watch the game. Uh, what about? I mean, should we be watching football on holidays that aren't Thanksgiving? You like the Christmas stuff they've been doing Christmas? Eve? Uh, no, I don't. I don't like the Christmas stuff. I think New Year's Eve is and New Year's Day is fine. Does yeah. this include college football? Or is this just NFL? He says games. Thanking Thanksgiving football is the only time games should be played on a holiday. Generally speaking, I don't like complicating holidays with football. Like imagine that through our what's that? Labor Labor Day. Yeah, that's fine. But like I think for for us, right? Like holidays are generally looked at as days off for people, right? Well, taking a universal day or the weekends. (laughs) Right. So it's just a different world that we live in. I am not complaining, but don't take like the like it's just a different ball game, right? Like yeah. I've had to deal with the Bills on Thanksgiving three of the last four years. Do you know how complicating that was for my like family traditions on those days? It's it's like I got a Bills game and I got three hours of post game to do. Like that's a work day. And then and then put yourself into the shoes of the players. Horrible. Like they don't have Thanksgiving with their families unless you're home, and then you get do it after the game. What if you play the night game? It sounds like Miami, from a travel perspective with New York, isn't going to do Thanksgiving with their families, and they're playing on Black Friday. Yeah. But, you know. Thanksgiving will be on Saturday. Amazon but it doesn't hit the same, right? It doesn't hit the same. Correct. It does not. User Correct. bunch of numbers. Sorry, were you done there? My, no, my yeah. I'm done. I'm done. User bunch of numbers. Uh, Jets will be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers will not play in 2023. I would like to take this one. Yes, I think this is 100% true, and I think this entire thing from Aaron Rodgers has been a setup that he's going to be able to defy the odds, right, come back from the Achilles injury, only for the Jets to not be a, a, a possible for them to make the playoffs and him say, I would have played, I would have played, but the season was over, right? I think that's the whole game plan here for Aaron Rodgers. He so was never going to play. Is that why they didn't add another quarterback? Like you could have got Josh Jobs for nothing from Arizona. I can't answer well. that question. I and I think I think that's a really fair thing. Like even like the Joe Flacco deal, right? He's in Cleveland. Right. He was there, right? Like I I think I think there's something to that. But yes, I do think it all. I think it all goes together. I do. Yes. Make so sure they, that you don't get good enough to get in. They mentioned like what week sixteen, week seventeen, kind of like the ballpark for him. There's no chance, dude. They're not going to so, be in it. So here's the next. We'll just do the next four, just real quick. They're home against Miami on Friday on a short week. No chance. Joe, you always, when we do pick and pick, home on a short week. Spoiler alert for tomorrow. When we're doing the picks, I'm picking the Dolphins. Uh, then they have extra rest, home against the Falcons. Probably not, but I think there's a chance. I think they can win that game. Yeah, home probably. against the Texans. I was just told CJ Shroud's a league MVP. Not by me. I, winnable I, game, Kyle. They lost to the Panthers. I will never forget that in right. his Texans conversation. I, but you'd be inclined to pick the, the Texans. Yeah. And then they're at Miami. No makes it week 15. At best, they go two and two. At very best, they go two and so two. So that would put them at five and nine, in which case, yes, you're going to be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in this 
If they go two and two, they're five and nine. So if they go three, no, 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 no. If they go two and two, they're six and eight. They're still not going. They still don't have a chance. They got to. They got to go like four and zero. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. Dolphins ain't going to let that happen. Ian down by the river. I hope that you can stay down by the river. Listen, I have no idea about this one. So this one's going to be on you. Draft dad's take. Tiny chef is the same tier as bluey. Wholesome and funny content for kids that teaches valuable lessons. And even parents find the show enjoyable. Tiny chef. Have you seen this? I never even heard of the tiny chef. Tiny chef. I guess we're going to, are we both going to Google this right now? Tiny chef. So from his humble guard, this is from the tiny chef show website, the tiny chef show.com. Oh, this guy um, looks weird. This is what is this? Yeah, like? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. From his humble garden tree stump, <laughs> an herbivore named Tiny Chef creates the world's tiniest dishes for the world's tiniest cooking show. He believes that children should learn how to cook and is hopeful that kids watch his cooking program. There's never a dull moment with Chef as his spirit, charm, and cleverness help him deal with the unpredictable nature of life in a tiny kitchen. More than anything, Tiny Chef is always truly himself. This is not paid advertising, by the way, as he finds in- ingenious ways to work tiny. Nicknames The Chef, Chefy, TC, Chef, and Chefino. Uh, his birthday is August 15th. He's eight inches tall. Uh, he believes it's wholly inappropriate to ask anyone what their weight is, and his hobbies include playing endless games of Uno and playing his tiny banjo. What is this creature, though? Rachel Larson, the creator. I don't know what this thing is. I'm going to have to try it just yeah. once. We'll give it a spin. One I want to know what this creature is. One of the one of the four guys on the tiny team is a guy who looks like he's at Home Depot with Tiny Chef and he's eating a burrito. Kyle, why have why he's, haven't we come up with this? What, what what is our problem that we haven't come up with the next like big kids program? They have, a, they have a call to action with their frequently asked questions page. It says, do you have tiny questions, but do you is spelled D-E-W space Y-E-W. Do you have any questions? I have to try it. I have no idea. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, Last one here from Mountain Pokes. The last great moment for the Patriots since Brady left was when they showed Bill's dog sitting in the chair behind a computer like he was making draft picks during the 2020 draft. Even non-Patriot fans loved that moment. Genuous, genuine question. What is the greatest moment of the last three years of New England Patriots football? I particularly enjoyed their playoff appearance um, where the Bills scored a touchdown on every single offensive drive. That was definitely my favorite. From a New England Patriots fan perspective. The greatest moment of the last three years of New England Patriots football since 20, call it since 2020, when they, the Cam Newton year. I think it was beating the Bills in Buffalo in the hurricane game. The wind bowl. 14 to three, I think was the score. And they, um, it's the greatest offensive game plan in the history of the NFL. I think that was probably it. It's. Hey, I pour one out though. I, I mean, does, who's got the dog, right? Belichick broke up with his girlfriend. Who's, who keeps, who got the dog? Uh, I hope Bo got it. I'd, I don't. I'd want. I, I, he's adorable. I'd want him around all the time if I were. Because the dog's name is Nike, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks like. Looks like. No. <laughs> Nike went with uh, with oh, no. his girlfriend. Yeah. What, did you I just, what, what happened? To I Bill just typed Belichick's in Bill Nike? Belichick girlfriend dog. Yeah. And and there the this is a People magazine article 
It's talking about how frequently his ex-girlfriend Linda posts pictures of the dog on their Instagram, mm. on her Instagram. So game, so game over for for Bill and Nike. Man, my guy's down bad. My guy's down bad. You hate. To I, see hope he, I hope he watches some Tiny Chef to keep himself warm at night. That would, you know? Any anyone can cook. <laughs> That's going to do it for us here on this episode of Locked On FL Scouting. Takes on takes in the books. I'm Kyle Crafts. He's John Rainey. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We are back tomorrow to preview week 12 of the 2023 NFL season. So plan accordingly. We will see you then. Peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.